WCUT after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WSUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. in time for you to sit on down there uh frank <laughs> i'm that about right <laughs> right so now we got david the man the guy here is on the phone lines real quick the rich paul rule came out where the nba says basically was it nba or ncaa i think that basically if if i think it's the, NCAA. It's the ncaa that if an agent wants to interact with the client they have to have a college degree and Ironically enough, out of all the most of the agents, Rich Paul doesn't have a degree. So now people oh, are getting up in arms about the Rich Paul rule getting clients. David, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, and I think part of it was kind of the double edged of not wanting kind of people without college degrees influencing people that are or college students that were undecided about whether to go in and kind of taking advice. And so I can understand that from that perspective, but then at the same time, like for those of you that are calling it the rich ball rule, like clutch sports isn't trying to go with anyone that's kind of, oh, you know what, I'm really not sure. I think I made like a late first-round flyer, maybe a second-round, kind of got a lot of upside. Like they're going with the automatic guys. And I think for me, this, as a lot of people have said throughout the week, this is more of a deterrent for that kind of next rich ball, that next kind of up-and-coming young star that has to be certified and do all this. Like, no one's going to go to Indianapolis to take a test to be, quote-unquote, certified. Like, And along the same line, there are a lot of college, there are a lot of agents out there that are kind of influencing these college kids that are thinking about going to the next level. But they got all kinds of degrees, and they're still crap. So, I mean... What's the point of this having this degree kind of stipulation in there? Like, at what point does it serve? Well, I, I that that's that that is an interesting one. Um, well, I hmm, as well, you know, in the NCAA, it, it's a lot of weird rules in college. Like, I was just talking to a friend of mine that wants to. Um, do some stuff for admissions at one of the local colleges around here and to, to actually be, I think, an admission advisor, one of the stipulations is they want you to have a master's degree. And I'm thinking, well, what do you need a master's degree to be an admissions advisor? I mean, if you you know what most of the classes are. Now, I can understand being at the college level and teaching classes and doing things that deal with college a degree is probably needed. I mean, you know, if you're going to relate to these kids, you're going to have to at least, you know, have, the, you know, at least the experience of being in college. But I, I don't understand maybe why he needs a degree to, to really, you know, talk to the kids because, you know, he got an internship. LeBron got him an internship, I believe, with an agency. And he just learned on the job, basically, how to build it up. And he's become a successful agent. And it shows you that sometimes you don't need the piece of paper 
to be uh, successful in life, but it does help to just show that that you have it. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard for him to get. I really think it could be motivation for him to get, and in the long run, might help him get more clients. Okay, you put this rule in. You know what? I'm going to go hit the books, still do the agency that I'm doing and juggling, and then once I get that piece of paper, you can't use that rule against me. And I mean, I, kind of, I think for me, looking at it kind of as from the outside, it seems as though this is the NCAA trying to protect not only its minor league markets in terms of college basketball, but also trying to have influence as far as how many of those players leave college basketball and then go to the league. Because you're saying, you know, you have to be certified for three years. But what about the really good agents that's only been certified for a year, year and a half? So now they can't work with the up-and-comers. What about an agent that, you know, unable to take the exam in, in November in Indianapolis for whatever reason? But now all of a sudden they can't kind of influence. And I think it's interesting, Jay Billis said this this past week, it seems as though it's the NCAA protecting, kind of been trying to keep these college players in college for as long as possible, even though the NCAA has started to become more lax about, okay, if you want to explore kind of the draft process without you know, actually declaring and you're able to come back, now that's okay. But it seems like this rule is now trying to contradict that. Instead of, and so instead of kind of having this free flowing of information where kids are getting information about, okay, where am I honestly at? Now you're limiting that pool to now only a certain number of agents have access to be able to influence these kids rather than, you know, if you're just good as an agent and you're certified by all these other certified agencies and you've been doing this for a while, why do you need this extra little bit of paper? And it's kind of similar to kind of this, uh, a couple other rules where you've been doing it for so long and now this rule is in place and now you have to you know, structure and restructure your entire business or mode of operation. Well, there's other Just rules. There's other rules. There's other rules to this. I mean, let, let's face it. Everything has r- regulations. I mean, think about it. If you want to be a college coach, you have to have a degree. I mean, does anyone argue with that? I mean, think about it. What if you're a successful high school coach, a successful AAU coach, and you get on the on the on the college coaching staff? Wouldn't you want that coach to have a degree? I would say yes. Why? Yeah, I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing this out there. I mean, I have my own opinion on it, but I just, just just throwing it out there. I think well, people would want him to have it just because I say, well, you know, he's kind of he understands what it takes and all. But then again, you'll hear those that say, well, the degree is just a, a piece of paper. It doesn't show how much he knows about. The, doesn't guarantee that he knows more about the game than some guy who doesn't. Well, what's the whole purpose of going to college, though? I mean, you, I, you know, you go to college basketball and you get a free education, but the, the end goal is to not win national championships. Really, at the end goal is to get that piece of paper, expensive piece of paper. But if you got a coach that's preaching that, wouldn't you want the coach to have the degree? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess how I look at it is is that everything has regulations. Now, there's other regulations to this, too. It's not only you have to have a bachelor's degree, you have to be certified with the National Basketball Players Association for at least three years, and you got to take a comprehensive in-person exam, 
at NCAA headquarters in in Indianapolis. Uh, Paul never attended college. He is one of many agents affected by this rule, but unquestionably the most prominent. So it it doesn't not only knock out Rich Paul, it knocks out other guys. Yeah. So, I think for me, kind of understand what the NBA is trying to do and what the NCAA is trying to do. They don't want kind of some of these up-and-coming agents that don't have the quote-unquote credentials. But it seems like Rich Parsley is going to do whatever he wants to do because he's, he gets the prospect. He gets the client. And it may not be coming right out of school, but it could be, you know, under the table. Hey, you know, once you get into the league, in a year or two, drop that guy, come over to Clutch Sports. We got you. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they're going to inevitably, it's just going to be one of those rules that like, it's there, but one, how strictly are they going to enforce it? And two, we know agents, or at least some agents, can be sleazy, so they can find a way around it. Right, right. And and then what the thing is, I guess the, the, the elephant in the room is, is this really a race issue? I mean, some people think think it is. That, you know, it, they're saying it's race neutral, but is it really race neutral? Um, you go into these schools, uh, yeah, you know, m- predominantly football and basketball, most of the athletes are black. And how many of them actually last long in college? They leave and they become very successful. And some people think that people are mad at that, that they're getting success without really getting the paper. But then again, if you look at it, is the NCAA using these kids as well? Because they're not paying them. And the NCAA is making billions and billions of dollars off of them. So it'll always be this struggle with this. I mean, I would probably say yes, especially in terms of college basketball, where Right now, it's the one and done. Even if it goes up to two and done, it's still two years. A lot of these players aren't thinking about degrees. They're not going to go back and get their college degree. And so now you have kind of agents that, at least right now, most the agents are old white guys, if we're just going to be honest. And so now they're hovering, saying, hey, we know you're trying to get into the league. And now the NCAA is saying, hey, let's have these old white guys kind of continue to mentor and see this information into this pool base, which is predominantly young and black, and kind of instead of having an open flow of information where you can get an up-and-coming, you know, black agent like a Rich Paul, who is who knows what they're doing and has the experience, even though they're not have all these certifications and qualifications and all this other stuff. I think it's just a way to kind of, I don't want to say, I don't want to say whitewash the field, but it's getting a little kind of dangerous and close to kind of this was being our boys club and we don't want certain kinds of people that aren't qualified within our men. Well, and, but also it's also only to the NCAA basketball. It's not into any other sports. That's why they're saying, you know, maybe this rule is geared towards Rich Paul, which that is kind of weird that why is it only one sport that this rule is, 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 is affecting. It's college. I mean, it's NCAA in general, and they're so particular and picky and, you know, talking about both sides of the face and mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that like I said, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. 
I, 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 this is a rule that is, is going to be pretty interesting and, and pretty much debated. Um, but then again, though, the one and done rule might be done in a couple of years. So does it really affect Rich Paul? Think about it. If yeah, kids, if kids can go jump Rich to the Paul's league, go to the guys that come and share the high school, right? If, if, and, and that's what's going to go back to is if Rich Paul, if, if the league goes back and says, you know what, one and done rule is done, and this could affect Bronny James. Um, Imani Bates. N- well, well, no. Is it a couple years? It, will it be Imani Bates' senior year that the rule can get changed? I think it is. Bronny is is a year younger than Imani Bates, so it could. So, I mean, if they do change the rule, which the NBA can, really, this rule doesn't affect Rich Paul. I mean, you can be all up in arms if you want to, but if they change that rule where one and done is e- abolished, abolished basically. You already know the top high school kids are probably going to get go to Rich Paul. All Rich Paul needs is one or two kids each class to represent, and then that just leaves some of the college players to some of the other agents. I mean, they they have options too. I mean, not everybody's going to go to Rich Paul. I mean, that's what I, I don't understand. I mean, Rich Paul is only one man. Now he could have other agents in his agency. I know he was Clutch Sports. He's trying to put together that probably do have degrees. Um, but I, I don't I, I don't really know what the premise is. I understand people are saying this is the Rich Paul rule and him not to get players. But at the same time, though, no, I, I mean, I have nothing to worry about. If I wanted to be a sports agent, I have nothing to worry about. I have a undergrad degree and a master's degree. So pff, this rule is nothing to me. But then again, though, you know, taking tests and being with the Players Association for three years, I mean, that, that that'll be a little bit harder. Yeah. And you got to have to wonder and look at kind of the players' association and kind of what are their qualifications? What all do they expect? And then it's you know current or at least three years. What if it's you know two years and you took a year off? There's all kinds of little kind of nooks and crannies and kind of fine print that I think a lot of these agents are going to kind of fine tooth comb this. And I'm sure that the players' association will have some kind of some kind of statement about this, and I'm sure kind of once we get closer to the basketball season, we'll hear a lot more conversations about kind of how this affects that incoming draft class and kind of moving forward. Well, uh, I mean, let, let's see what Bamani Jones has to say real quick. Basketball. The NCAA passed a regulation that allows players to sign with agents after declaring for the NBA draft, but still return to school if they don't like their prospects. But agents who represent such players will have to have a bachelor's degree, be certified by the National Basketball Players Association for three years, and pass a certification exam. The degree provision makes many think this is, in effect, a Rich Paul rule intended to curb his growing power. Pablo, does this seem okay to you? It mostly seems like great advertising for Rich Paul, and it is worth noting how immediately LeBron and Rich Paul and the clutch industrial complex seized on this. Do we have the tweet that LeBron sent out? Because you mentioned the Rich Paul rule, and this is LeBron tweeting, can't stop, won't stop, they big mad and scared, nothing will stop this movement and culture over here. Sorry, not sorry, various emojis. And Bomani, this seems like great advertising simply because 
There is nothing more honorable, nothing more impressive than having a rule named after you in effect because you were too good at the game that you were playing, right? Well, I don't know if the problem has any, how much it has to do with how good he is at playing this game than the mere fact of who he is playing this game. Now, to be clear, I do not think this is a Rich Paul rule. Hmm. I think it's very easy to make that connection, but how's this rule going to actually affect Rich Paul? You think Rich Paul's out here spending that much time and guys who dip their toe into declaring for the draft? The Rich Paul guys are probably going in all the way. Ben Simmons wasn't doing no toe dipping. What do you guys think? I honestly, it, uh, it uh, there's there's parts of me that think that that the that this whole Rich Paul rule is kind of petty just because they oh you got to have a degree and be certified by the NBA players association for three years I mean look my belief is it if you if you know what the hell you're doing then why should there be an issue if you I mean look how, how long is how long has rich Paul been an agent for guys I mean he's 2005 exactly you th- I mean, you would think he—he's been—he's been in the business for over ten years. You'd think he would at least—he'd know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, that's what I want to ask. What is what is a college degree? Because think about it. Let's say you're an agent, but what if your degree is in history? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. What are you? Are, what are you supposed to get it in? You supposed to get it in business? Supposed to? Well, get I mean, it I, I think a business degree would uh, really I mean, would yeah, really I help in, in in sports agency. Now, I, I think I there's some sports. Now, nah, there's some sports agencies that work there. You have to have a college degree. I mean, let's face it. But what if you got a, a degree in like gender studies? <laughs> uh, well, let's just say that uh, there might be certain people who have a degree and they can't find a job. Well. Go work as a sports agent. There you go. You have your job lined up for you. Is it? But is it for basically saying that taking away power from Rich Paul? I think it gave him more notoriety to me. Yeah, I mean, I can I can kind of see that. That, but again, I think this is just like look, the guy's been doing this for fourteen years. He knows what he's doing. Why are we making a big fuss about it now? The fact that he doesn't have a degree. If he's been doing it for 14 years and nobody has gotten on him for doing this wrong or he hasn't done anything shady. I, know. Well, I agree with Bomani. I don't think it's really racial. There's something else behind this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, think, it, I don't think it is either. It's just that well, I just want to know why in God's green earth is it being made of such a big deal about now when he's been doing this for 14 years and has a and has a proven track record why now this isn't like this isn't like he just burst on the scene last year becomes an agent and then it's oh wait hey you don't have a degree so and now they wait for but it comes out 14 years later come on now this is I think people are just being petty about it. David? Well, I think it's more of, like, they're trying not to deter kind of the Rich Paul, even though they know Rich Paul is going to do what he does. I think this is more about kind of that next generation, that next kind of 
I want to be the next Rich Paul to do this from the ground up. I want to build a relationship with whoever. And so I think it's not so much to deter Rich Paul now, but to deter that future Rich Paul. How? Whether black, white, Asian, whatever. Are you saying the future Rich Paul? Because think about it. Once they change the rule, if they do from the one and done, how does that really affect them? You you already know that the best basketball players ain't going to college. If Imani Bates, if that rule changes Imani Bates senior year, do you really think Imani Bates is going to be going to any college? Probably not. Nope. He's, he's going to end up going straight to the, the NBA. NBA. And he's going to be a transcendent player. I personally, I'll go out on a limb on this. I personally think he might be the next LeBron. I don't th- I mean I know it's a little early to say it but I I don't think that's a huge stretch. Not and he's in Michigan but I really think that this guy is the next LeBron. I mean I I could see I could see it too but I mean let's let's see what he can do these next 3 years. You think so? Yeah, I well, I mean look, I know Well, I, he's got two more years left. Uh yeah, well he's got his sophomore season, his junior year and then his senior year. And that I mean that's all provided that he doesn't trans because I, there was rumors going around that he was going to transfer to a prep school, which happens in Michigan a lot. You guys lose a lot of great uh, ball players well, out of well, Michigan because okay. of prep schools. Well, okay, I don't I don't mean to hijack the show, but it's fun. It's actually funny you mention that because I actually found this from story from M Live. I mean I, I mean I, I, I again I hate to hijack the show, but the, some of the best guys who have. Who have left? It says including Rocket Watts, mm-hmm. who he's now at Michigan State. He went to from Old Redford to Spire Academy in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, a lot of them. I yeah. actually talked to a few college or a few Michigan coaches, and they were like, "Yeah, dude, we've lost a lot of talent. It's just going to because of Michigan's rules." Well, it's because it's, you can't really travel out of the state. Well, yeah. Here, here's what it says. As the in the in the article it says the main reason top high school players in Michigan are leaving for prep schools, according to former Spire coach who has lured some of the players out, is the MHSAA rule book. It says there's better competition and more time to focus on basketball. Because here's the thing in Michigan in high school, teams play a maximum of twenty regular season games, while prep schools can play more than forty regular season games. And of course, you can't. You're prohibited from playing teams that are not sanctioned by their state athletic association, and you can't travel more than 600 miles to play. Teams from outside that 600 mile radius are also not permitted to play at a Michigan high school. Hmm. But I get. But I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that might. I mean, some out of state schools will play like some Michigan schools. I know that. Uh, that Bedford has played uh, in the past. They've played Toledo, St. John's. They've played Whitmer. Oh yeah, they're right over the border. So David, kind of wrap it up. Get a little bit more from Bomani. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah, we had. Uh, currently, we didn't. We had too much stuff going on the computer. No, no. I don't think this is about selling the degree. This is about keeping people out. Like, like, they, they, like to, to put it as the idea that what they're doing is selling, like, the larger notion of the NCAA, I guess maybe in the idea of the degree, okay, maybe what this does in effect is not make a degree seem more important than it is. It keeps people out. The goal of, it's not accidental that they have this thing in place and it's going to wind up keeping people out. 
this is probably the driving force behind it, not just some secondary thing because they want to make it seem like getting a degree is cool. But I also think that they're doing it because there is a real-world devaluation of what a bachelor's degree really means. You really think that this model, this operation as it stands is thinking that much about the notion of a degree? I think they're starting with the idea of there are all these characters that make life tough for these coaches who feel threatened. They don't want to lose players. I think it absolutely starts there. It absolutely starts with characters like Rich Paul that are these boogeymen to this organization based in Indianapolis. However, I do think they are part of the industrial complex that wants people to think that this is still important. And in the real world, Bo, whether it's Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates or whoever the heck else dropped out of college, we're just realizing if you have practical skills, and Rich Paul has been doing this successfully on a practical level for over a decade now, you don't actually need that. And by the way, I know plenty of people with bachelor's degrees not all of them are impressive right. either. I know, and you keep arguing the logic of the degree like anybody cares about the logic of the degree. It's just something to throw out there to keep people out. That's it. It does its job right there. I guess maybe secondarily if people then look at it and say, yeah, I need to stay in college so that maybe one day I can be an agent. Yeah, maybe. That ain't what's going on here. That is an accidental part of this at best. Well, I think it's an accidental part of it insofar as their main goal is the other stuff, but it is a consequence. Final thing, David. Keeping is the degree basically a fence? Oh yeah, definitely. I would say that uh, for a lot of these agents, it's just a lot of people in general. Like, are you really going? Like, what's the point of a degree? And like, like you had mentioned earlier, like, what if it's the degree in history, or what if it's the degree in, you know, psychology or science? Like, is it the fact that you have the degree, or is it the fact that? Like what Pablo said, you have the practical skills that are needed to be a successful agent in this world. Because I think at the end of the day, you want someone with agent skills rather than just an agent that just has, oh, I have this piece of paper. And I'll tell people this. Uh, sometimes the it's deflating, and I, I know that David and I can talk about it. You could be a college graduate, and then you apply for jobs, and they tell you that piece of paper is great. But you need experience. Oh, God, I that makes me cringe. And it gets to the point at this point where maybe the NCAA is living in the Stone Age where uh, they think that, you know, this piece of paper is really important. While as the millennials and like you mentioned, Zuckerberg, Gates and Rich Paul, as you can see, you know, they they really were good with their minds and intuitive. And uh, they made themselves basically successful and rich. Yeah. And then it all goes back to the NCAA saying that they put students first and saying that we're trying to put to bed the whole dumb jock myth. Well, thing is, if you're going to a football or basketball factory, your goal is to get ready for the next level. Well, and also get educated. You get a free. Yeah. Remember, it's a free kids. If you if you if you're playing sports, you better take that free education because you don't want to be in debt because that piece of paper will get you in debt. So we all agree it's not really racial, but more or less it's maybe a barrier to keep people out and maybe keep some people from being less successful or maybe slow their success rate. Yeah. Agree, David? Yeah, and definitely, kids, unless you're a part of that top 0.1% stay in school. <laughs> yes, if you're not part of the 1%, yes, very much stay in school. Well, David, we got a plan for the weekend. All right, football is on the tube, both American and world football. And just another week in the life. David, it's preseason. Nobody watches preseason. 
And there's not much you can take for a preseason game other than the fact that uh, a team's third and fourth string would probably get destroyed by Alabama and Clemson. Nah, that's a good discussion for another day, yeah, too, that as well. Will be, I don't uh, think college players can beat the pros just yeah, yet. Uh, the, we'll just say, like, the, scru- the scrubs of the scrubs. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, that's what well, I was getting well, at. Well, maybe the Bengals. Yeah, maybe the Bengals. I'm right. talking about, like, the Lions' third and fourth stringers they, against the Patriots' third and fourth string. That's all that really played on Thursday night, and I, I'm not going to get too much up in arms about the Lions getting beat. Well, you better get up in arms. I'm telling you, that gun guy, is a, Mr. Patricia, is the wrong guy they hired. Well. Just saying. We'll talk about that later on as the season goes on. Because I smell a firing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with it. Oh, okay. Man, you might have to get Caldwell back. Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. <laughs> well, David. Urban uh, Meyer. Uh, well, I, I don't know. That's another discussion for another show. By the way, I don't. Doesn't FC Cincinnati play FC Columbus or Columbus Crew, whatever? They do. Okay, I heard that is a budding rivalry. I know you were down in Columbus and you were a Crew fan. Yeah, I followed the Crew for my short time there. Oh. Funny rivalry kind of state of Ohio or Cincinnati talking trash about Columbus crew. Kind of like the little brother ball. Yes, they did mention that on ESPN. Well, David, have a good weekend, man. All right, see you next week. Frank, what you got planned? Uh, just stuff to celebrate my birthday with. Oh. oh, okay, that's right. Remember, happy birthday to Frank. He is 31 and he's probably going to have some Hennessy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who knows? Are you going to what are you uh, concert? Are you going faster horses? No, or? it's a Scotty McCreary concert at Centennial Terrace in Sylvania. Ooh, with Kurt and uh, not with Kurt Kent. Kent and his girlfriend. Yeah, are you gonna post it on the story? Possibly. Nice. So, well, once again, happy birthday, Franklin. Thank you, as, all. Uh, as always. And uh, how did the JJ thing go? That went very well. And also, gotta mention JJ Sports Video now a sponsor of FridayNightVictors.com. Was that because of you? Uh, maybe. Don't be modest. <laughs> By the way, Frank, your uh, last week rant got 107 listens. <laughs> Let me show you my shocked face. <laughs> well, the people on the radio couldn't see it, and I'm pretty sure maybe even the people on the, uh, well, I guess the live feed yeah. could probably see it. But, Frank, you were probably the most listened rant, and you really fired him up, man. Hell yeah, I did. So anyway, once again, this has been a presentation of 88.3 WTs. After further review, make sure you always listen to us on our live 1101 on 88.3 or on the Facebook Live, or you can listen to our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. For Frank and David, I'm Derek Lawson. Peace. We'll see you guys next week.